Welcome to the WordPress Photography Podcast, the podcast for photographers who want to learn how to get the most out of WordPress to grow their photography business. You don't need to be a geek to understand WordPress. Settle back and listen as we show you how. Now, here's your host, Scott Wyden-Kivowitz. Welcome to episode 13. My name is Scott Wyden-Kivowitz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Rachel, from Photoscribe. Hey, Rachel. Hey Scott, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm uh, uh, been a long, long week, uh, and uh, it's already Wednesday, <laughs> but <laughs> been a long week. Um, I'm ready for this episode. It's gonna be a really good conversation, um, especially after writing, well, experiencing what I experienced and writing the article I wrote, and you writing the article you wrote. Yeah, it was um, really enlightening. So um, yeah. we're talking with Anna today. Yes. Of yeah. pencil and lens. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll we'll dig into what Rachel and I were just uh, talking about in a second uh, or a little bit, but uh, let's do let's talk about who we're speaking with. So uh, Anna Sawin opened her photography business in 2008, mm-hmm. and since then she has photographed hundreds of families and dozens of weddings. But all her years working in the communications industry as a media spokesperson and writing letters and speeches for CEOs turned out to be a handier skill set than she could have imagined for a photographer. Penning letters on a regular basis for her photographer friends and their sticky client situations told her there was a need for her first product, the Wedding Photographer's Inbox Solution. Adding those email templates to her own collection of photographers' marketing materials, workflows, questionnaires, and client correspondence grew into the launch of Pencil and Lens, which is a really, really cool website, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Yes. Um, Well, the reason I went right into Anna's name and introducing and saying hi is because um, her experience is so unique because she's gone from a Squarespace site to a WordPress site with Scott's help. So we're going to talk all about that today. And I'm really interested to get into the nitty-gritty and what we've learned and what she learned as a client and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, moving back and forth. Yes. Um, But before we dig into that, we have to do a little bit of news, as as always. I've got two uh, pieces of news. Uh, Today is Wednesday uh, the 13th. Yesterday... WordPress 4.5 was released, which we've talked about twice now on the show um, because there's really important image-related uh, updates uh, to to WordPress, WordPress 4.5. Yeah. Um, so be sure to listen to, uh, go back and listen to the other episodes. We won't dig into it too much, but know that WordPress WordPress 4.5, we both can't say WordPress today. Um, <laughs> it's is kind of Word, a key word here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 4.5 is now out, and make sure you do your backups before you update your site. Yeah, um, someone in our, we have a WordPress for Photographers group on Facebook, which we invite you to join if you are a working photographer. Um, someone said they upgraded and had to downgrade because it just messed with everything right now. So maybe when this podcast is out on the 21st, um, it'll be okay. But right now, as we're recording it on the 13th, they're still a little bit buggy. So so yeah. we, we always recommend waiting kind of seven days in that case to see yeah. and, get it all fixed. And and it could have been just a plugin that didn't look for compatibility with 4.5, or yeah. or it could have been something else. And we yeah. might see 4.5.1 very soon. But yeah. either way, um, or run it run your backup ahead of time just so you can revert if need be. The right. second piece of news is very important, especially if you use a Revolution slider. Um, the Word uh, WordPress security plugin WordFence has discovered that uh, Revolution slider was most likely the cause of a 
really high level Panama law firm breach where there was like like government documents or something that were leaked out and stuff like that because of this uh, hack that was performed through the Revolution Slider plugin. Now the Revolution Slider plugin had a lot of known vulnerabilities. Um, I would say maybe last year, and uh, they they did updates and they removed them, but uh, apparently this law firm didn't run their update. So mm-hmm. um, this is really important for people to know because you want to make sure your plugins are up to date and you want to make sure you have a security plugin in place. Which we recommend WordFence, which is the, the article that we're linking to yes. talking about that. Correct. Okay. Um, so there's our news. Um, so, Anna, what's going on with you? Hey there, guys. It's great to be here. Um, I'm pretty excited because both of my sites are now 100% WordPress. I... Um, have a photography business site, which has always been WordPress. And then last year, I launched my new company, Pencil and Lens, and I had lots to learn. Um, so in addition to writing all my products and learning how to market uh, to, to my clients, I also had to get a website up and going. And so I took the path of least resistance um, and quickly threw up a Squarespace site. That's a yeah. tough one to say, too. <laughs> and um, it was... It was a good experience. I, I had a very simple, uh, easy to use site, but I couldn't do everything I wanted to do with it. So I always knew that when I had a moment, I'd be switching over to WordPress. And right. so I'm pretty thrilled to have them both on the same platform now. That's awesome. Now, we, we've talked about Squarespace before and the situation that you're kind of describing where you needed a website quickly that worked, that was beautiful, you know, that's where we recommend that you use it. So um, I think what you did in the beginning is it, it got the job done, and then when you were ready for further customization, you moved over to WordPress. So we kind of wanted to dive into um, the transition itself because a lot of times um, we get asked, is it easy to move over? <laughs> so Scott, is it easy to move over from a technical side of, you know, side point of view? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, um, so I, I wrote an article about the experience um, about how move, migrating from Squarespace to WordPress is a pain, um, but it was well worth it. Right. Uh, obviously. Um, so. And <laughs> yes, yes, and. and yeah, aside from from Anna being happy that she's now on WordPress with that with pencil lens, um, there's other reasons which we'll get into of why it was worth it. But um, one of the hassles of migrating was that uh, Squarespace must be blocking the importing of images. Now, there's multiple WordPress plugins out there that can import images from an external site. Yeah. Um, using the ex the, the the file that needs to be used for importing. Now Squarespace, you can on Squarespace you can export your content, your post and page content, to a WordPress import file. They actually do that for you. They create that file for you at Squarespace. Um, and when you import that content into the WordPress site, the images are there, but they're still being called from Squarespace, which means once you take away the Squarespace site, all those images go away. Oh, so the URL pointing to the images isn't in the WordPress database. It's still on Squarespace. Squarespace. Yeah. Interesting. So there's plugins, multiple plugins, that can import those images into your own site. Yeah. But none of them work. And if for none of them to work, my 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 
my best guess is that Squarespace is blocking it. Did you try obviously more than one in oh, this yeah. situation? I yeah. tried. I tried every single one, yeah. <laughs> and not one of them worked. Um, and other, you know, other people have had it successful in the past, so it's possibly just recently started blocking it. Anything's possible. Right. Um, but uh, images had to be moved manually. Um, the e-commerce parts from from Pencil Lens had to be moved manually, and we went with easy digital downloads mm-hmm. um, to to run the e-commerce part. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, so so moving was not easy because of those two reasons: the manual process. Um, and we shouldn't mention that Pencil and Lens is a company that sells products to photographers, products that we both use and recommend, but it is not a photographer site. So. The concern is if you were using like uh, if if Anis imported in your wedding site, all those images would then have to be manually. Whereas with pencil and lens, it wasn't quite so image heavy as a photography yeah. site. Right? You know, but before we started recording, I was telling Anna that I was quite lucky that her site was as small as it was. Yeah. Um, because typically uh, at Imagely, we don't do Squarespace to WordPress migrations for customers. Uh, we might in the future, but right now we don't. Um, uh, I was doing this for a couple of reasons, one of which being to see the process. I want to right. learn how the process mm-hmm. was. Um, and, and, um, I just totally lost track of why I was saying that, but <laughs> anyway, so, um, yeah, so the, oh yeah, so, so the site was, was so small, um, it was probably about 40 pages total yep. and about 12, I forgot how many products. I think you have about 12 to 16 products 16, or something. I think, 16. Yeah. Um, so it, it took me about two and a half hours once I, um, of the manual part. You know, I did the import of the post and page content, and then it was the images and then renaming images and stuff like that that had to be done um, manually. That took about two and a half hours for a small site. But if it was a photographer that has blog posts with 40 images on it or right. whatever, that's a much bigger ordeal. Yeah. So. So I guess the the bottom line with the transition is if you are a photographer and you are think using Squarespace with the intention of moving to WordPress sooner, maybe better. (laughs) So Anna, how was your experience from, so you have your photography site on WordPress and then having the e-commerce site on Squarespace and now on WordPress. What was sort of the end user for the migration and then again for using both platforms? Sure. Um, well, I have to say, my experience was completely different than Scott's, <laughs> because he said, um, this is a good day, and I think I'll get started today if this works for you, yeah. and he checked to make sure I wasn't you know, planning on updating the page that day, and then a few hours later, he said, okay, well, you're all set, and yeah. I, I think I hadn't even like gotten back to my desk, and then not only was it all set, I had three sales that came in. Um, before I even had a chance to really dig into the new site. And from their point of view, it was as if, I I mean, they were actually all repeat clients and no one said, why is everything so different? Nothing was different. Um, The sales went smoothly. I got notifications in my email box. So everything, it was was seamless for me. And and you didn't have to reconstruct any content. Everything came over is what awesome. Yeah, I think there may have been... Sort of one or two little things um, 
Yeah, there was two little things that were easily fixable. I forgot what they yeah, were. I can't too, remember but. what they were, but it took took you seconds, and we were totally in business. Yeah, so there was literally no downtime for That's me. That's awesome. Yeah, it was it was pretty amazing, and yeah. I I had I wasn't expecting those three sales. I wasn't running any active promotions or anything, um, so it was a big surprise that they sort of all came in right in a row. Yeah. And I was very glad that I was open for them. So. Well, that's great. So your photography business is on WordPress and has been on WordPress. So is there any um, things that you recommend for photographers specifically? And now seeing, you know, moving from Squarespace to WordPress, the the what is the benefit for you and for photographers? Do you think being on WordPress? Oh well, it, it, it's it's huge in terms of what we can do for SEO analytics for and for marketing, yeah. and that was actually one of the huge reasons I needed to move from Squarespace. But I think it goes it holds true for photographers as well, um, as we all try and sort of make our space known in a, in a loud world. Um, you know, I had to kind of come in and figure out how to. Find my clients, and right. I knew my clients were, um, for the most part, English-speaking photographers around the world. And um, truly, that has been what I have found. Um, and it's all been through marketing through Facebook ads, through Instagram, a um, little bit of word of mouth, and a little bit of affiliate marketing. But really, it's been um, using the tools that we have. And Facebook um, marketing, for example, is made so much easier. With WordPress than yeah. Squarespace, um, that might sound really specific to an e-commerce company, but not at all because I think photographers are getting savvier every day about how to harness the ad capability in Facebook for their own businesses. I mean, yeah. we have access to clients in a way that small businesses never have. Um, it used to be that you had to be a sort of a giant corporation to be able to really harness market data and put it to work for you, but not anymore. So on WordPress using plugins and you know using Facebook pixels, using things it's um, WordPress is just made for this. So we yeah. should all be yeah. I'll be using it. Well that's, that's great. Yeah there's and tons of plugins to to be able to manage your your advertising and remarketing pixels. So yeah. Um, yeah I agree. And we should Anna do you want to talk a little bit about what pencil and lens is because well, the reason we're asking you these questions specifically is because you know, you're a communicator, and what Pencil and Lens does is help photographers sort of find those marketing words. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. that's why hearing that from you, especially about Facebook and the WordPress, really, I think, carries more weight. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, as Scott said, Pencil and Lens um, started because I, uh, well, I have a background in communications, and I had a number of client of uh, friends, photographer friends, who would come to me with a sort of a a bridezilla situation, and um, I'd help them out by writing a letter, and and then I kind of had this stack of letters grow and grow and grow, <laughs> and um, I realized that the same situations kind of kept coming up either with my friends or I'd see them in the forums, and you know, we, as photographers, we sort of do run into the same scenarios, so. I created this first product um, in, in terms of, uh, which is email templates, the wedding photographer's inbox solution, and it's uh, a huge long list. It's more than 75 different uh, letters, uh, pieces of workflow, um, just just uh, communications to get you out 
and in and out of different scenarios and do it with grace and do it with a client that still loves you at the end. Yeah, um, which is hard. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a hard place for us to be um, because, you know, it's sort of like we're in the position a lot of times of having to tell our clients no and and yet um, we still have to work with them and we still want them to love us and, and say good things about us when it's over because that's another way that we're getting future clients. I, th um, I, I think it's important to, to make sure everybody who's listening and watching knows that not only are, are these available for purchase, but you use these, like you, because you have a photography business. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yep. I have a whole long list of these that I use all the time. Thanks for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then when I write a new one, I put it in my folder for a future pencil lens product too. That's um, great. So yeah. So, yeah, so I've expanded it. Um, I have some out for portrait photographers. There's more coming this year. Um, I have a really well-oiled album process. Um, which is always a pain point for particularly wedding photographers. I have a great employee and we have some great letters and, a, and questionnaires. So we're creating a new product this year, an album kit, and there's a few other guides and um, just a lot of words to use for your clients. That's awesome. Well, and that's why, again, what I mentioned, what you were saying about marketing, it, it just carries more weight for me because I know your product and I believe in it. And so this whole Squarespace, WordPress, where do the words go, where, you know, what is the best customer experience, even having multiple customers, you having the photography customers, and then you having a business where your customers are photographers, mm -hmm. and having WordPress be the best place for that. So mm -hmm. if we go to, uh, back again to your point of view as a photographer, how long have you been on WordPress, and, have, you know, what's the evolution been there mm -hmm. for you? Um, well, I've I've been on um, since mommy blog days, um, and I had a WordPress.com mommy blog with um, kind of in the early days before we everybody was out there. So there was kind of this tribe of us, um, and it it was um, I was um, you know posting daily, definitely um, you know if not if not seven days a week, definitely five days a week, and yeah. there are a lot of us out there doing it. So that's when that was my first experience with with WordPress. That was like probably back in two thousand. Oh, 2006 maybe, 2007, um, and I've been using it since then. Um, so I've always used it for my photography business website and gone through so many iterations um, of you know what I can do with it. And right. um, and it seems like you know there's always there's I guess always a season for something. Like I'm learning learning Yoast now, and and that was yep. something I had but didn't really use before. Um, and that's obviously an invaluable tool for all of us photographers. Um, you know, I've used different um, gallery tools um, and, you know, all, all kinds of different ways to show it. And I think uh, I'm always so sad when, like, when I see sort of like a starter um, template kind of site for a photographer because they can do so much with it. They don't have to right. have um, a site that looks like everybody else's. Right. right. So, In terms yeah. of customization, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I, I noticed today that you actually started customizing the color on your pencil lens site from the... <laughs> From the base. Oh, nice. Good, yeah. Yep. So. yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think it's that green color. It, you know, it is. I was noticing that green. Yeah. yeah we'll have to compare yeah. our hex colors. <laughs> that's funny. For those of you listening, Scott has a WordPress sticker on his microphone, and that's what he was pointing to. Even yeah. though the WordPress color is blue, he has a green one. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually don't know why. Yeah. Oh, it, this was Philadelphia, so they were as the Philly color. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was well, my work camp Philly. Soft, mossy green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, great. So moving back towards um, some of the Squarespace WordPress migration stuff, Scott found some specific stuff that we wanted to talk about, and then there's a 
a, there's a blog on the Imagely site about moving, and then I actually jumped in and wrote one on the Photoscribe site about the specific um, metadata issue. Yes. So, so Scott, do you want to jump into that about yeah. what Square? So, if you are on Squarespace and you're continuing on it, these are some of the things that we found that you should change sort of immediately um, or move to WordPress. But you know, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. um, so, it's really interesting. This first one. Or so, there's really two main issues. Um, there's three, but one where you talked about about the blocking of importing images. But um, the main issue on Squarespace is that I found, and this is intermittent because it's not everybody, but it's happening, I'd say, 80% of the time, if not more, images are being re renamed to static and a number dot squarespace dot png or, or jpeg. And the number is the number of, of images in that on that page or post. So, for example, if you have a post about, um, you know, uh, this wedding you just photographed, and you have six images, just going to be static one dot squarespace dot jpeg, static two dot squarespace dot jpeg, all up to six, um, and it it repeats, it starts over again on your next poster page. So each one is going to have the same file names over and over and over yeah. again. And why is this a static and a number dot squarespace dot file name? Right. It should say whatever your file name was when you uploaded it. Right. You know, you should be optimizing your images for search engines when you upload it. Right. You know, Which, having your keyword in the file name and whatnot. Because right. um, in WordPress, when you do that, the file name, like if you name it, you know, for as a wedding photographer, uh, name a venue dash photography name dot JPEG, that automatically goes into the alt tags unless you manually change it. But right. what Scott is seeing here is that they totally strip whatever the file name is yep. as mm -hmm. you upload it. Yes. Now, I think we... Scott and I did some experiments where, like, if you're writing a blog post in Squarespace and you rename the file name in the blog post, it does rename it. Correct. Right? Yeah. So there is a workaround to that, but that means you have to manually go in and rename each file name. So if you're a wedding photographer and you upload That's 40 awesome. blogs, right? I mean, 40 images to one blog, you have to then manually go in, and there's no, like... I think you can copy and paste into the field, but you have to touch upon each image to be able to do it. Yeah. So, so it's very different than WordPress in that respect. Yeah. So, I mean, first thing first, a Squarespace should not be renaming anybody's images, um, no matter what. But, you know, the fact, yes, you can uh, edit them but, well, before you publish a, pa a page or post, but you shouldn't have to have to do it again. You're already doing it once, right? Right. Um, so that was a little frustrating. While I was migrating pencil lens, I had to rename every single images. You know. Oh, so you had to rename them before they actually even got into WordPress because they were named well, the same thing? Well, no, I didn't have to, but I did it for Anna's sake. Right. <laughs> um, so I wanted them to at least have one important keyword in them. So I did that um, just because I'm a nice guy. Right. <laughs> so. so Anna was letting the dog in, but he said, we did it because you're you. So. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I heard her at the door. That's right. right. At least the cat's not meowing this yeah. time. So <laughs> So, so that was that's issue number one. Now, issue number two, um, and by the way, both of these issues only matter if you care about SEO, search engine optimization. If you don't care at all, then it doesn't matter, right? Well, and they're related to images, so they are specific yes. to photographers, too. So, again, you know, if you have a small business that isn't image-based, it, it may not be as big of a deal. Correct. Correct. 
Um, so the other issue is that Squarespace, by default, you have to actually turn this option off, or rather turn turn the option to retain XF data on, is that Squarespace actually removes all XF data from your images during upload. Yeah. Now, they probably do this to remove, you know, to bring the file size down. Now, WordPress in 4.5 also strips out a little bit of XF data, but not any important data. Oh, that's interesting. So what does it strip out in 4.5? Things like uh, uh, anything that's just not important. For example, if you have a software that added an edit, you know, one edit it did into the the metadata somewhere, Mm -hmm. for example, uh, in Lightroom, you can switch over to 500px and add in metadata about 500px. It, you know, if you use that that plugin, right. if you were to export that image and retain all metadata, that 500px information is in the file when it doesn't need to be for WordPress. Yeah, but isn't that so? I guess I, I kind of have an issue with WordPress doing that too because the, the articles that I read about EXIF data. So to back it up, EXIF is the E X I F all capital letters that. Your camera, um, especially the big ones that we photographers have, automatically kicks out. And then when you're editing in programs like Lightroom or Photo Mechanic, you can add, you know, copyright information. Right. Um, so the mm-hmm. articles that well, I read about why it's important is that Google may reference it. They probably already do. There's no specific information anywhere. But I mean, by stripping it, you're totally taking away the option for that SEO benefit later Correct. on or even now, just because so, we don't know. Yeah, so Squarespace is stripping it by default, all of it, every right. last bit of it, even the title you add, any keywords you add, any description. WordPress does not, right? Even now, they do not. What they're okay. stripping is unimportant data, not exit data, unimportant metadata, because okay, okay. metadata can be a variety of different things. Right. In, like, like, like the 500px data that you add in Lightroom. Right, which is just extra information. Just extra. Yeah, it's not EXIF, it's not IPTC, it's just extra metadata that doesn't need to be there in WordPress. Okay. So that's what WordPress is removing. It's not a big deal. Um, Squarespace's, however, is a huge deal because it is removing EXIF data, the right. important stuff, by default. But, but you by can default. turn it so that it brings it in. Correct, but it won't bring it back from previously uploaded, only right. for future. Right. Um, now, what you were saying before about search engines and and uh, meta and exif data, um, yes, uh, Matt Cutts, who I think he's on a leave of absence for a sabbatical type of thing at Google, but um, he heads the uh, web spam team at Google, or he did until his sabbatical. Um, he went on record, and I think I have this on on the Imagely blog somewhere. And I uh, do it on the Photoscribe blog too. Okay, good. Um, he went on record saying that um, EXIF is looked at, but not currently used. Now, this was like two years ago or so. Um, but I recently shared a video on the Imagely blog about uh, a new feature in, Google, in images, in the image search. Yeah. And it looks like they're starting to use EXIF data. Yeah. Well, I mean, why wouldn't they? It's, it's right. definitely you know, technical data. So, yeah. all right, so that was our technical side note. Um, <laughs> I wanted to talk to Anna about some of your recommended WordPress plugins and or themes. Um, and you, so, you sort of talked about Yoast, and we've talked about that before, but I think it would be really interesting being, as a photographer, um, what do you use Yoast for? 
Well, I mean, the early stages of learning, so I'm probably the last person <laughs> to talk about. Well, I think that's good because I think there are people out there just like you that are like, I, what is Yoast, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, search engine optimization is what we're using it for, and it's about um, – it's about it, it really guides you, which is what I like about it. I feel like um, you know, it's like you do what you can to get that green light, which is yes. um, for those of you who haven't used it. It's uh, like if your if your post, if your if your sorry, if your keywords or your string of information that you've added into the back end is um, favorable, you get to a kind of a green light status. I don't know if I explained that right, but. No, that's perfect. Um, so, it is color coordinated, so like green is good and yellow is bad. Or yeah, you know. so it sort of helps you think about keywords, um, descriptions, um, strings of 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 text, and so on, and just really kind of helping you to optimize what you're putting out there for the search engines to find. And that's my understanding of it. And um, I'm really liking what I learn about it, yeah. but I also I can't imagine doing it without a tool like this. Yeah, no, I agree. As a, sort of a writer, marketing communicator, do you find that the Yoast, like the, um, as you use it more and more, the meta part of it, so you can specify within Yoast what you want Google to, to read, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, what do you recommend as like a writer communicator for putting in there? Are you learning certain ways to say things better, work better than others? Well, they, it seems that they don't like it when you repeat things too much. Yeah, um, right. And we, as photographers, we sometimes have trouble with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I feel like I'm, tr I'm making a bigger effort to use different phrases. I mean, because there's so much that we're trying to describe that we actually do want people to find. Right. Those are things that are repeated. We talk about venues. We talk about um, attire and decor. We talk about styles, rustic. Fancy, elegant, vintage, yep. vintage. Um, and so what I'm finding is that I'm making an effort to just sort of use um, different strings of terms um, together because it seems that it doesn't like it to be repeated um, over and over again, like you're you're just cutting and pasting. So right. it's that organic language in the blog that seems to be um, what what you know what what comes up is most appropriate. That's right. really interesting. Yeah, that's a perspective. That's yeah, they don't love, and that's what they call keyword stuffing, right, Scott? Yeah, is that what? It, yeah. Um, yeah. So keyword stuffing is when you overuse a uh, a keyword on one page or post, um, not multiple, but um, you can, in theory, over optimize if you're using the same <laughs> keyword all over the place. Yeah. I think the, the venue part, again, for wedding photographers, but even as family photographers or um, nature photographers, we talk to, we've talked to a couple photographers who do a lot of landscape stuff. You want to talk about the location. So you have to talk about it differently in every, yes. you know, every time. So you could do like um, Boston wedding or weddings in Boston or you have to think about it in different ways. Well, mm -hmm. a good, a good technique West. would be to... <laughs> yeah. A good technique would be to have a, a page or post about Boston weddings, and then you write other posts about um, uh, that are um, sub categories of Boston, right? So you have um, you have uh, this venue in Boston, and yeah. it's only about that venue. Then you have this venue about Boston. It's only that venue, and this wedding you photographed in Boston. It's only that wedding. And you're focusing on keywords about those specific things. And then on the main 
page or post about overall Boston weddings, you're linking back and forth to each other. That's interesting. I, I don't think a lot of photographers have that uh, structure in place. I know for the ones that I blog with, we focus on the venue and then just saying the venue in different ways. So what you're saying is to have a overall venue or location post and then start linking back and forth when you do the individual weddings? Yeah, so you yeah, so as you're doing the wedding, you want to link back and forth. And, mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, that's great. Well, we definitely recommend like compiling posts if you have if you if there's one venue, I know with Anna you you shoot down in Stonington near the vineyards a lot. Yeah. So if you have a overall post about, you know, the vineyard and then you put your favorite images and then you can, I guess what Scott's saying is link back to the individual post about the client story. So that's a really interesting. I think I'm going to try that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> SEO world. <laughs> so, so by doing that, you're telling search engines that um, all of these pages and posts or whatever they are, are connected, that they all yeah. intertwine in some way and you should look at those together. I see. So, do you, um, think, do you ever think about like client experience when you create blog posts like that? Uh, you know, like if it's just a bunch of links, obviously a prospective bride isn't going to necessarily care. But if you're putting images in and text around that, I could see the client benefit of it, right? You're talking to me or Tana? To you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. So say say it once more. <laughs> Well, no, I just, I when I hear things about SEO, like what you were saying about linking, and I always worry about um, the client experience. Like if a client comes upon a blog post of links to other blog posts, mm -hmm. is there a benefit to them from a client point of view unless yeah. you put in images and other wording around it? Well, right? so you say, so you say, you know, uh, uh, if you, you know, you, a call to action could be, hey, if you're interested in, if you were interested in this venue in Boston, you should also check out other weddings I photographed at this at this venue and this venue, oh, or check out my overall Boston photogra wedding photography page and see everything I've done. And so, you know, you get a call to action, and that call to action is also your internal linking to relevant pages. Yeah, uh, right. Mm -hmm. so, awesome. See, this um, is why I love Yoast because every time we talk about it, we we kind of go in a different direction about yeah. <laughs> what it's related to. You know, not only just SEO, but the content and how to display that content and how to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's, uh, let's talk about, uh, let's skip over easy digital downloads real quick because I know that's, that's on your recommended. Um, you're now using that for pencil lens. Yeah. Um, but real quick for anybody who's listening or watching, easy, easy digital downloads is a general e-commerce plugin for selling pretty much anything you want to sell, um, general products like PDFs or things like that, MP3s or whatever you want. Um, but what other, so Yoast is also on there, of course. What other plugins have you found? Um, beneficial for your photography business and for pen, uh, for pencil and lens. Um, I've just started using the Lead Pages plugin, um, and if you're not familiar with Lead Pages, it's a um, let's see how we describe it. It's just sort of a way to help you um, collect um, you know email addresses and other information from clients or prospective clients. It's also a way to serve them out information um, that you can sort of display to them in different landing pages and different things. Um, and it works really beautifully with WordPress. Um, why would that be interesting to photographers? Because um, I certainly use that in pencil and lens. Um, for example, um, you might be trying to market to engaged couples because you're going to throw um, 
um, maybe a seminar for all engaged couples and you're trying to sort of bring um, all these engaged couples to you and you want to collect information from those. Maybe you're advertising on Facebook with a Facebook ad and you're really targeting that. You might use that lead pages function uh, to offer them something like maybe a guide to engagement sessions or some yeah. tips on what to wear. Um, so it's just sort of um, a way to kind of bring them into your world um, and start communicating with them and sharing blog posts with them. It's a way to share um, you know, email messages with them. I don't see a lot of photographers using tools like this yet, but I think they should be. Um, you know, again, it's sort of like depending on who you're trying to find and where they are, but we, right. we, we can get such a leg up through Facebook to find those people um, and to put yourself in front of them, but it's more, you need to give them something to click on and something to act on and, and serve them with something. You need to give them something so that they maybe become interested in you. Yeah. yeah. So, so lead, lead, oh, go ahead. Uh, lead Pages is a service that also has a, a WordPress plugin uh, component. Um, but another plugin that you have on your list of recommendations, there's a, it's a 100% WordPress based. It's very similar in some ways and very different in others, but there's a free version out there that anybody can use. Um, and that was Pop-Up Ally. Mm-hmm. Um, so are you using that one on your photography site? No, I haven't, I haven't. And I'm thinking about how that might work. Um, it's another, for those who haven't heard of it, it's just, um, we know, certainly know what pop-ups are. We, we can all say that maybe we don't like pop-ups. Um, and this particular plugin, this company likes to bill itself as the very polite pop-up. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, it's kind of the, if you want to associate yourself with a pop-up, it's the one to have. Um, you can do some really subtle things like have a teeny little pop-up in the bottom of your page so that it's not really bothering anybody. We're just going to hang out down here. Um, you can have a round pop-up. You can have a pop-up that um, is cued when your reader is about to leave the page. So perhaps you had a reader that found you, uh, found that engagement session in your location, um, and you want to be able to send them information about um, what you suggest to wear for engagement sessions because you're trying to prove your worth as a photographer, right? right. So um, maybe as they're about to click away from that page, um, that pop-up is going to um, just give them a little wink and say, hey, do you do you want some free content from us? Do you want some free information? Just put your email address in here. And then now you are you have a way to communicate with these potential clients that's all you, all through your own, um, you know, using your emails, using your blog. Yeah. So um, I, I, I'd be interested to try it with my photography page, and I think other photographers should think about that as another way to kind of... Um, bring those people closer to you and, and, and give them give yourself a chance to offer them some content. Yeah, I've seen both lead pages and pop-up ally or pop-ups in general used well in the boudoir situation where someone writes mm-hmm. an ebook about, you know, boudoir and then it allows them to sort of walk them through the process a little bit because I think you expect a little bit more hand holding in the boudoir because you know you're you know, it's very vulnerable. Um, in the in the in the actual studio situation, but I wonder if you think about any of these photography situations, like families, even newborns. You know, moms who have just had a baby. Like, there's a lot of vulnerability in in all of that, and mm-hmm. this is an opportunity for you to sort of nurture those leads and yeah. become their trusted photographer. Absolutely, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, the the providing a, a valuable free product. 
to a uh, a website visitor of someone who is interested. Um, it's a very powerful way to create uh, a lead, um, or and even a qualified lead. Someone, if you really go about it, you right. can create someone who's already not even just a standard lead, but someone who actually shows interest um, in in your product or service, and uh, it's very valuable. I, you know, I, I had a product for wedding photographers that that walked through the whole process of doing this. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's. Very valuable. Um, well, Anna, also, and we'll we'll get back to the. I think you have one more plug-in, but um, as a again a communicator, a writer, how do you recommend photographers go about a process of creating something that they can give away for free? Because I mean, I know even for Photoscribe, sometimes I struggle with it. Like, how do you find the time? How do you incorporate that? Do you have any tips or tricks for that? I do. I feel like um, the first the first thing is just to keep it simple. Um, it doesn't need to be you know, a book, an e- you know, an ebook or a video or anything grand. I mean, in some ways, I think there's a l- probably a lot of value hiding in everyone's blogs. Um, and there's nothing like repurposing your own content. Yeah. Um, or if it's not a blog post already, um, what about the email that you write to the new mom who gets in touch with you and wants to know when the best time to do a newborn session. So you, so most photographers have probably already written this stuff, or if not, they just should get in touch with me. <laughs> um, but they're probably already providing great content to the clients they have. They just need to think about taking that, making sort of a, think about containing it to one sheet of paper. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a checklist, it's 10 tips, um, or it's five ways to get your kid to be happy to show up to that family session. Yeah. All of us photographers, we know this stuff. Um, we So if you just think about how can you spin it to make um, into a situation where it's a really valuable piece of information, um, and I don't think it would take photographers too long that you get to the bottom of a cup of coffee and they could have a list of 10 things that they could be creating. Yeah. Because it's just, it's it's the stuff that we know that our clients don't know and it's our job to sort of bridge that and make them comfortable in front of the camera and make them comfortable with this very custom, often luxury experience of being photographed. Yeah. And then lead pages and pop-up ballet help you to do the technical side of it. Absolutely. <laughs> right? Yeah. Great. Um, so there's one more you had in your list, uh, which we've also mentioned. Actually, we mentioned this in the news. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. So. Um, yep. You guys installed it for me, and I love it. I love it <laughs> because um, I can see exactly what's going on with logins on mm-hmm. WordPress. And um, in fact, when I was working through um, moving my email over, um, I could actually tell because um, I would write to support and a few minutes later I'd see a login on my site and then I get an email yeah. back from support and the problem was solved. And so I could I sort know. of see it happening in real time. Yeah, we should so, mention um, the plugin is called WordFence, the WordFence. one we talked about. Yes, um, WordFence. Yeah. So, so what's really nice about WordFence is it has a lot of free, there's, there's a free and premium. Even the premium's not too expensive, but the free version is so powerful in itself. Um, a lot of security plugins will, will actually hard code changes to your server and what I mean by that is they will actually change the files on your server to implement security measures and while this could be good for security it can actually cause issues with plugins and themes writing to specific folders and files like they need to right. so I never recommend any of those security plugins that do any hard-coded changes <laughs> um, WordFence 
does not hard code changes, but it scans on a, on a schedule. It scans your site, both themes, plugins, and even you can, uh, not, it's not on by default, but you can specify to scan, um, folders outside of the default WordPress folders. And, uh, what's really nice is it will send you an email if problems are found, whether it's a change that needs to be made or, uh, some file that looks weird and you can review what it's supposed to look like, look like and what it does look like. Mm-hmm. Um, now WordFence, there's two things that should be, uh, every person who's going to use it should know. One, it has caching. If you, um, depending on your host, you may not need its caching. Um, and if you have another caching plugin on, don't turn WordFence's caching plugin on or only use WordFence's. It's, you really got to do your own research on what you need to do with that. You should probably explain what caching is because it's like the dirty word. Yep. Of- <laughs> caching, basically what caching usually does is it, it takes, um, the, uh, your, your page and post content and stores it as a static file because WordPress is dynamic. Right. It stores it as a static file that's invisible to you, visible to everybody who's even looking at it. But it, you basically it's the, the, the web, the page that you are looking at would be a static site, um, to help it load faster. Right. Pretty much that's what it's doing. Right. Um, and what so, problems arise is if you make these changes and there's caching on and then it doesn't cache in time. So some people see the old version and some people see the new version and then things get all confused. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other thing that WordFence has is it has a live scanning. So it'll actually scan every live person on your site. I turn that off by default because it's a performance hit. If you have something scanning your site at 24-7, every single time someone's on your site, your site will run slower. So I turn that off by default. So I, I turn that off when I install. Um, but uh, so a lot of, yeah, so manual one? that you have to turn off. Uh, well, it'll still scan on a, on a schedule. Oh, okay. It just won't, um, it won't scan every single person that's on your site in real time. Uh, if you turn that feature off, which okay. I do recommend turning that off. Um, so, uh, but WordFence is fantastic. As you can see, they're on top of security. They found some major things and they're constantly finding major things, so I, I definitely recommend them too. Yeah. Um, so, Anna, um, we're going to have links to your sites and social media and whatnot in the show notes, but um, do you have any final thoughts you want to share with everybody before we close up? Oh, just um, I think just to reiterate how happy I am with this process, I think it's gone smoother than I could have imagined. Um, you think about uh, new websites as being major, major pain points for us photographers, and for the first time ever, this has not been the case for me, so I'm really pleased, Great. and I'm just really happy to have everything on the WordPress platform because it just makes me more efficient. I'm not having to remember where something is on a different dashboard, so that's been a huge thing. There's not too many people, I guess, running more than one site, but um, if you are, this is the only way to do it. Yeah. Awesome. Now, where can we find you on the web? Oh, absolutely. I am, my photography business is AnnaSawin.com, which is a short name that's easily misspelled. So it's S-A-W-I-N. And Pencil and Lens, a resource for photographers, is at Pencil and Lens. And I spell out the word and. Great. Well, thank you, Anna, for joining us today. And uh, thank you, Rachel, for being an awesome co-host. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yes, and uh, you can find the show notes from today's episode at imagely.com slash podcast slash 13. 13. Lucky 13. Yes. All yeah. right. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And today's my daughter's uh, 
15 month birthday. Oh, you you can set that a birthday? So 15 months. Right? Good day. Um, so, awesome. Yeah. So uh, right. thank you, and until next time. All right, bye-bye. Thank you. You've been listening to the WordPress Photography Podcast. To listen to other episodes and to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and more, please visit imagely.com forward slash podcast.